Are you ready to find your joy in 2023? Then follow us on Instagram at faithfully underscore unapologetic. Week by week, we'll work on growing our faith and finding our joy together. And we'll support you as you strengthen your faith in God. Plus, we'll have daily inspiration, prayers, and tips to help you strengthen your mind and spirit, securing God's joy in your life. We look forward to celebrating God with you on Instagram. See you there. Welcome, beautiful listeners. Welcome back. Welcome. Ah. It seems like we've had a little bit of a break. We have. And, you know... If you've been missing us, we did take an extra week off. We did. We did. And you know what? It was kind of funny because Mom was like, hey, we haven't done the podcast. And I was like, oh. But then, but then, I think, you know, God intentionally did that because... We are turning a new leaf. Woohoo! Amen. We're, we're very excited. We're, we're excited. moving more into God's direction and hopefully more into a more beneficial way that adds value to your life. But mm-hmm. we've got a lot of things to cook in. We do. Absolutely. And I think this entire time we knew what we wanted to do, but we were still working on how to, to get there. But then as this podcast kind of progressed more, we were like, okay, it's just time to jump into what God has been laying on our hearts for a long time. And that is the focus of the family. Amen. The family. The family has really been broken apart uh, in our yeah, culture. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen this so much in people that I know, it's friends' lives. It's, it's so prevalent. It really is. And yeah, I'm reading the book Wild, and it's by Cheryl Strayed. And if anybody's seen the movie with Reith Witherspoon, this book was phenomenally popular. It was about a woman who hiked the PCT trail alone, or the PCT, I guess the T is the trail. But mm-hmm. she hiked it alone. She didn't really, you know, a lot of people train for a year beforehand, and she did it and really was ill-prepared, and it's a phenomenal book. And... What is most powerful to me is that her mother died, and it's really a grieving process for her at the loss of the family. Because mm-hmm. I think at the core of everyone, we all just want a family to belong in. Yeah. I mean, and that's what makes Jesus Christ so amazing, because we are his family, and he's designed the family for him to be called the Father, right? So mm-hmm. we have our own, in this human world, in our world, right, as humans, we can break it out. He's given us these families yeah. that have a mother and a father. And uh, it's it's very spiritual. It's biblical. This is how God designed us to be in these units, these family. It's like mm-hmm. the most important relationship, if you read in the Bible, is first our family relationships. Yeah. And then we break out. And I think our culture is very individualistic right now. Oh, absolutely. Right, where everybody goes their own way. Uh-huh. And they're... And kids are lost. I can see why they're lost. They don't feel like they have an identity. They don't have an identity with their family anymore. They don't have an identity to God. And then people can tell them that there's something else, and they yeah. believe them. Oh, guys, this topic is just so good. Mom, you got my head spinning, and I got so much to say. But I think, you know, we have really one kind of focus for this. And the first podcast is called What is Faith? And it talks about Mom and I's faith journey. And a big part of that is Mm -hmm. kind of each other. Yes. And so we wanted to focus on the first step in strengthening the mother-daughter relationship. However, this can be applied to other relationships. But, you know, since we're both 
since mom is my mom and I'm her daughter and we're both experts in being that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we are. We thought we'd talk about our own relationship as an example and kind of how we have both viewed our relationship. Right, because it hasn't been an easy journey. I mean, people look at us right now and they're just like, oh, aren't you lucky? You know, I wish my daughter was like that or I wish... Yeah, said my mom I've even, like yeah, that. I've had friends like that, too. It's like, oh, man, you, you and your mom are so close. Or you and your family are close, too, and that, that's kind of... It all works together, but it was, it was a difficult journey, and it was not always like that. It's like, uh, I adopted Jaina from China. Yippee! Yay! <laughs> and she had a very traumatic past. She's had lots of medical trauma to open-heart surgeries. And, you know, it was pretty clear after we got all the the open heart surgery and everything done that she had what would be considered mental health concerns yeah um reactive attachment disorder huge developmental trauma disorder um post-traumatic stress disorder lots of different things and because she had five different caregivers that first two years of life she didn't trust anyone she couldn't form a relationship and while she really wanted a relationship with me I could tell at times, for the most part, she pushed me away. Yeah. So it was very difficult. And I don't know if you want to add anything during that time, but... Well, I would just say, like, you know, since it was a very difficult time in my life, I don't really remember details. Right. But I do know that our relationship has taken a lot of work to get to where it is, and obviously it's still developing. But I also do know that I didn't really want anything to do with mom you know how would how would anyone feel if a strange lady came into your country took you away and brought her back to a strange land where you didn't speak the language and no one looked like you and and so it's it's been a difficult journey but there's definitely been like the one thing in our relationship that is brought us close you're right because it was difficult and um i would say as when you were little you know really little and a toddler and you know it's kind of the happy joyous years where you know kids are all bubbly and um they're easy to play with and you know they just like enjoy life because everything's new and going into grade school you know i'd see all these parents with these laughing happy kids and they're hanging on to their moms and they're holding hands and the kids are have their hands wrapped around their necks and they love being carried and held and that was not my daughter i mean nope. i would look at these relationships and just like oh i wish that was me you know i want that to be us and my daughter didn't like to be touched she didn't like to be held she didn't really want to be with me um, she was angry often And this went on for years. So, but what, I mean, God was the big drawing piece in our journey together. He guided us and it was a prayer that guided me to my daughter. But most important was then the intention I had with that relationship Mm -hmm. because it wasn't easy. It was a nightmare. I'll be honest. It was really difficult. And the, the professionals just didn't really have the answers, right? They didn't. I, I, I submerged myself and reached the search 24-7. Lots of books on development, on attachment, on trauma. And really, that was the cause. And so, but my intention, my intention was that I absolutely was going to have a loving relationship mm-hmm. with my daughter. I was going to love her unconditionally. And I wanted a close relationship. Now, and if you look at what she struggled with, 
um, and all the trauma that she had, that my what I wanted wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't the percentages. Really I'm happy. Yeah, the percentages for me having that relationship with my daughter weren't necessarily good with reactive attachment disorder. That's not necessarily considered curable, and that's the inability to trust somebody or have a relationship with somebody. Yeah, it's where a lot of times where the people stuck in jail and doing bad things have had a very traumatic life where they haven't been able to form relationships that trust or that love. Yeah. And so I didn't really look good, but you know what? I had God on my side. It was a God-guided journey. You know what? God is in the, he's in the business of doing the impossible. He is more than able to do what we think is out of the realm of what is humanly possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it was easy at one point. It's like, what are you trying to tell me? Am I not supposed to have kids? (laughs) You know, it's like, but it was, I mean, God was there every step of the way. And so I just leaned in. It's like, okay, God, just show me what to do do next. Tell me what I need to learn. Just like over and over these same steps. And God kept revealing answers and answers. And my daughter became more receptive. You know, all of a sudden she would sit on my lap. She would let me hug her. You know, just these little things. And I hated being touched. Like that was... That was a no-go. Don't yeah. touch my hair. Don't touch. No. Don't touch me, pure kid. And, and it was for a long time. And it was. So it took. It took time. Yeah. But. Uh, it evolved yeah. into something. But the biggest thing is like that intention piece. Like you knew you wanted this. You knew right. that whatever you did in our relationship was going to work towards that goal. Yes, and that and that's true with any relationship that you have with any goal that you have you know i've taken i've worked with coaches i've been a coach myself with people and before we begin it's always important to write out your intention what do you want from this session what do you want from this relationship what do you want from this goal what is your intention for it yeah right so when you have that in mind and i even like you know the bible verse i don't know which one it is but when you pray you need to believe that you're going to receive it Mm -hmm. you know that that is like setting that intention it's like i'm praying for this it's like it's not oh maybe i'll have a daughter in a relationship yeah maybe i'll have a daughter who likes me it's like no my intention is i will have a relationship of unconditional love and a relationship where we can enjoy each other's company yeah and it was and, as simple as that. That yeah. was my intention. Yeah. And it's like, you know, God obviously listens to our prayers. He knows what we want to have. And it's it's not it's not that one verse where it's... I think it's attached to that verse, actually, where it talks about how if the reason why you're not getting something is because you have the wrong intention. Mm-hmm. But God knows. Yeah. Like, it's her intention to have a good relationship with me is not a good intention that leads to bad decisions you know right right or if it's going to take like to make me like i can't have a daughter who doesn't listen to me or let yeah. me hold her because it looks bad in public what are people going to say about me no i mean yeah. but sometimes let's mm-hmm. be honest i've been there sometimes our intentions aren't honest or truthful they're not in god's they're not in line with god no god's teaching yeah. um jesus's teachings they're not in line with love basically mm-hmm. is really what they are and it was. And so, and I would say even 
for you as young and little as you were, which you don't remember. So I'm going to have to speak for her a little yeah. bit on her intention. But, oh, my God, she knew she was here for a purpose. She knew that she deserved respect. When you were little, you just knew it. I could see it. It's like, <laughs> and you wanted that relationship so bad with me. I mean, I could see me first when I first adopted you. Like, at times, you know, at your weaker moments, it'd be like you just reach out your hands for me. Like, in a brief moment, it was like my guiding light is like, yes, she wants me. I could touch her for like a half a second. And then she would rebel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, like, it's definitely everybody wants to be loved. And that was my intention. I yes. knew I wanted to be loved. I knew I needed to be loved. And and it's like, you know, as a kid, I don't really know anything. <laughs> I don't really remember it. Like, you, you know, the concept work. of God wasn't hadn't been introduced to me. Or maybe it had been, but I didn't comprehend it. Like, okay, there's this being in the sky that loves me unconditionally. Great. Yeah. I didn't understand that, okay? But mom was physically in front of me, and so it's like, okay, well, I don't I don't really know who this lady is, but, like, maybe she can love me, and so, but I don't want to be hurt either, so I'm going to, like, pretend like I don't, but I really do. And so the entire time, my intention was just to be loved. I wanted to be loved. I had been through enough in China and I was like, okay, it's my time. It's my time to be loved unconditionally. And as like I grew up, obviously I started to learn more. I learned who God was and his character and how relational he is. And then, and I grew up with mom and she clearly wanted to love me even through all my mistakes. And I was like, okay, this one's the one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, and it's amazing that your story, because, you know, you did actually know God because when we adopted her, she was age two. She spoke Cantonese. I spoke English. She had open heart surgery within the three, three first months home. Okay. So she knew a little bit of English, but not that much. But I had told her that when she had open surgery, that God would be with her. And he'd be watching over her. But she went and she like patted me on my arm. I'm patting my daughter right now <laughs> on the arm. And she grabbed this book that someone gave me that you can write prayers for your child in it. It had Jesus painted in the background overlooking like the children in the book. And she pointed to the Jesus in the background. <laughs> I mean, it gave me chills and it's giving me chills now. So glad she knew of God and of a higher power. And she actually was in a Christian orphanage. Mm -hmm. uh, the first eight months that she was in an orphanage, which I thought was a phenomenal thing in China. So you did have this knowledge. <laughs> I'm getting excited over here, knocking things. Um, you did have that knowledge, and it was amazing because as a child, just with the trauma background that you had that had no consistent primary caregiver, you really didn't even know what love was because you never had it. You never had consistent care. So for you, the main reason you didn't want to love me because you didn't want to lose me. I was yeah. more valuable than anybody that you've met so far. Yeah. You stayed around the longest, but surely. You yeah. showed potential and I didn't want you to leave. Yeah. And it's like, surely <laughs> I'm going to take a hike sooner or later because that's what you learned that first year yeah. of life. I mean, I was, I was misplaced, not misplaced, displaced so many times which in is the first two years horrific. which is not really normal for a kid oh it's all. terrifying It'd be terrifying time for terrifying for anybody 
I mean, even as myself, they would tell us when we were learning about adoption. Well, just think if someone came and knocked on your door one day and said, you know what? You're going to go live with somebody else. Let's say you're married. You're going to go live with a different man. Don't worry. He'll love you. He loves you a lot, but you've got to go live with him for the rest of your life. You'd be like, say what? No uh, way. It'd be pretty yeah. traumatic. And think of a child who has no context to anything and how frightening it is. It's like people can tell you all sorts of things like this is a good thing. Really? Because I left everything I knew. All yeah. the food that I loved. Smells are unfamiliar. It was southern China. She got plopped in snow. She was terrified. <laughs> snow? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> terrified. I mean, if you think about what you all went through, right, it's no wonder it took a while to trust. And there's a whole bunch of things that go along with development and brain health, which we can get into those in other podcasts because it's so important that we addressed to help um, you move out of that trauma piece in that fear brain but in order to strengthen relationship and that's really what our focus is and we're focusing on the mother-daughter relationship but it mm-hmm. works with any relationship it does so you really want to set that intention what do you want from that relationship and the thing is you get to set it right it could be whatever you want what we really want to focus on and what we are excited to be working on also our our goal down the pike here is we want to we are working on starting a family ministry yep. called Joyful Heart Ministry, where it focuses on strengthening the relationships, the parent-child relationship, and building their identity in Christ as a family. Yeah. And so we're excited for that. Woohoo! That's coming Very down excited. the pike. We hope to have programs and uh, different things to help out family. And I think uh, a person that we really have grown to admire and the more that we learn about her and dig into it is Mother Teresa. Yeah, I mean, you hear of the name and you're like, oh yeah, she's she was a good gal. But, wow. She like, researching, it's like, she really supports and it understands, like, the goal of what we want to teach. And accomplish, right? How, our goal in keeping families together because yep. family is so important. She traveled around the world and was known to be working with the homeless. But her quote is, and, and my quote, my quote has been, and I thought it was a little bit original. She thought she was original, but uh, no, I guess Mother Teresa beat her to it. She beat me to it. But my quote is, it's like, you got to start out with your family, love your family the best that you can and take care of their needs first before you go out and take care of anyone else. Yeah. Because... I say, imagine a world where everyone took care of their family. They loved them unconditionally. All our needs were met. Mm -hmm. Think of what we could do then. That would be incredible, wouldn't it? it? it, it would. Yeah, that gives me chills just thinking about what kind of world we would live in and how we could go out then to help others and the ones who were hurting. But right now I hear even so many moms, I remember a neighbor once who was just like, oh, I just keep praying, I want God to like you know, tell me what to do. And she had three kids like under the age of six. And her message was, God's like, you're doing what I want you to do. I want you to take care of your family. I mean, that, yeah. and she was so disappointed. Uh, oh and man, like, I have to take care of my kids. It's like, I want to do more, but that is more. I mean, yeah. that family is important and our children are gifts. And so I have a quote from Mother Teresa. And did you want to read it? Yes, I would love to read it. So the <laughs> quote is, it's easy to love people far away. It is not always easy to love those close to you. Bring love into your home, for this is where our love for each other must start. Amen. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say this, I mean, even just reading it, we read it before, but I didn't know how to love anybody. 
<laughs> I was very scared to feel real love, I guess, mm-hmm. or show real love to people. I could show it, I could charm the pants off of people. <laughs> when I was younger, I would just like crawl on anybody's lap and just show my cute little face and yeah, everybody adults loved me, yeah. but I didn't love them. No. I, it was really hard. It was really, really hard. And so then, you know, when I came across mom and she was, she had really good potential to actually love me. I was like, oh, I can't love her because then what if she leaves me? Then you're done, right? Yeah. I mean, it's to the point of death, I think. Is but that you truly attachment. showed me real love. And then I was, I'm able to bring that outside of the home. Right. And so it's got to start within. It is. So, yeah. And it was, we put, we have lots of limits we put on until, right, you could function and feel safe within the family and accept yeah. our love. We really limited all interactions outside because yeah. I'm like, she Bro, can't. I didn't even have a sleepover at my first sleepover until I was in fourth grade. <laughs> Whoa. Fourth grade. That was limited. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, she, yeah, we, we worked on that and it's like different steps, yeah. but it was really well planned out. Um, and some people are saying probably, hey, my kid hasn't had one yet, but, you know, yeah. they're like in eighth grade. But you know what? We're all different, too. And, like, yeah. for me, waiting till fourth grade to have my first sleepover was, like, just awful because, you know, my friends were having sleepovers in, like, first grade. I was like, oh, my gosh, Mom, I'm so lame. But it just, it takes time, and wherever you're at, is that's totally fine. And each Everybody's going to have their own timeline. Right. And right. And we had to work with that and we added different layers and steps so that you could do things successfully. Yeah. So it was planned out for your success. And uh, another quote from Mother Teresa that I like that I'll read is that love begins at home. And it's not how much we do. I just love this quote, especially from a mother, mm-hmm. but how much we love. No, but how much love we put into that action. So again, going back to that woman who was praying to, it's like, it's not how much we do. It's not how much we do outside of the house, which sometimes... But I think that's what society puts emphasis and significance on, even though that's not true. God's kingdom wants us to take care of our family first. Love unconditionally. Serve the people in our family first. And then when their needs are met, we can move out and serve others. Or another quote that I don't have it exactly, but then you can grow your family. Once everybody's taken care of, I like Mother Teresa's like, then you can grow your family larger mm-hmm. once you have all their needs met. Yeah. Oh man, I just, I just love this. This is what I'm passionate about because I fought so hard to have a family. I want other people to experience the joy of having a close relationship with their parent because it means so much to me and just, it, it brings so much joy into our relationship but it also strengthens faith and that's like the point of ministry and I, it, it's just so good. it is it's so good it it's is so good and i think what a common fear is that people say well i can't really love my daughter or have a good relationship with her because then she's not gonna leave she's coddled or a helicopter parent it's like absolutely not um when you love your child unconditionally and you support them you're not telling them what to do or controlling them. There's a total difference. But it gives them confidence and independence yeah. where they can go out and do their own thing. So it's really contrary to what people think. You know, they almost think like it's enabling or you have to use tough love and kick them out or, you know, everybody's got to do their own thing. It's like, no. If you There's love, a fine line. Yeah. If you love unconditionally and it's like coach them, support them, guide them. It's like, 
it's a, that's where that self-confidence, that self-esteem, that identity piece with the family where they can branch out. It's not telling them what to do and who to be. So mm-hmm. that there's a fine line there between the two of them. Yeah. It's just supporting them and loving them for who they are and help in supporting them, you know, in the direction that they want to go. But it doesn't mean you also bow out either. It's like you're, we're the parent we guide by God. God loves us unconditionally, but he does through the Bible. He teaches us how we should be to find happiness. And that's exactly how we should teach our children yeah. how to find happiness. God gives us free will and we can do whatever we want. Right. I have free will. I can do whatever I want. But. Yeah. Uh, but there's, um, there are basically, I, I don't know if I want to use rules, but I'm going to use, I can't think of a better word right now, <laughs> but rules for life, you yeah. know, how to find joy in your life and how to find God and how to serve him. There's, you know, God defines it in the Bible, what he wants us to do. And that should be the same with the family. There should be defined like based on, Christ's identity, our yeah. identity in Christ, a set of rules that we follow, um, not family rules of you need to be a beautician because your mother's a petition yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you know, yeah. you only do that if you want to. But we do have Bible verses, actually, to really help support this intention piece yeah. as we go through and so we want to go through our Bible verses, and it it's, can be different for a daughter or a mother, but it might really be the same. I think we might find that that love piece is really high on our radar. It's yeah. like, why do you want to have that relationship with your mother, or why do you want to have that relationship with your daughter? Mm-hmm. It's like to experience that love, to be taken care of, to be fully seen and heard and loved, no matter how we present each day. Mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad. I think that is my intention. And so I'm going to read from Hebrews, and it's chapter 11, verse 1. And I love this verse, and it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And so how that ties in with attention, I think it's beautiful, because intention is that faith. I had faith, faith in God, right? My prayer that I would have my daughter, the relationship, a relationship with the daughter God gave me, one that was loving and one where we enjoyed each other's company. Mm-hmm. There had to be a lot of faith in that because the yeah. facts didn't really <laughs> back so it like, up. This isn't really, the, the rate we were going happen. for many years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I, I was very skeptical of this verse at first. I was like, eh, I don't really think that like fits with it. But then I was reading, like, some notes within my Bible, and I, I love my Bible, because it just, it gives a little, it gives excerpts of, oh, this is how this ties in. But it talks about how faith, let me find this, where am I reading from? Oh, it talks about confidence. And it's like, faith is a settled confidence that something in the future, something that God has promised, will actually happen because God will make it happen. And it's like, amen. Mom was confident, even though the odds weren't looking so great in her favor, that God would provide this and that God would use our relationship to glorify him. Even if we weren't talking on a podcast and, you know, being public with this, we would still be able to glorify God with our relationship because of the way that he unified us and 
That's how hot. how mom has helped me through my faith and stuff. But it's mom was confident in that. Her intention was that, and so she could have full confidence that God would would guide her on that journey. You're absolutely right, and it because it was my faith, and I had to be open. I didn't grip it or control it. I was completely open and allowing God to teach me what the next steps were. And honestly, I want to say that Jaina, you've been my <laughs> greatest teacher Stop, I'm of blushing. <laughs> everything in life. My greatest teacher has been my daughter on this journey, and she is so amazing in and of herself for all that you've gone through and for you to be willing also to trust and open up you, that, that faith in God, I think, to even put your trust in me because it's really hard with that trauma piece. To move out of it, trauma is hard. Yeah, and you've had a lot of faith, so it's that faith and that. But I've also, God. I've also had that confidence, that intention, that God would provide in yes. our relationship. Even though, like, at times, I'm like, oh my gosh, I messed up so awfully bad. Like, this is not gonna work ever. Mm-hmm. I lost the trust, or just whatever and but god has come through he keeps teaching time does go on and i had confidence that god would provide this and i think mom and i's relationship will only get better mm-hmm. you know we're gonna both continue to make mistakes because we're human right and that's okay in any relationship like you know it's pretty normal to mess up but to have that intention of like, okay, our relationship's going to get better. And that's, I think that's especially important in marriage too, where it's like, okay, well, I'm not really liking my spouse right now, but to have confidence in your vows and that God's going to To have that commitment. Yep. To have that commitment. Even yeah. from a non-married person, you go girl. <laughs> you teach, you preach. Yes. But uh, yeah, I, re- I really like this first mom. It's growing on me. It's uh, growing it's on true. me. It's true. It is that faith and confidence in God. It's like, you got to be open and learning and listening to him, but uh, he will guide you to where you want to be. Not in the way that you think. Yeah. Most, at least not for me. He might do it for you, but God doesn't do things the way that I've seen a lot of memes where it's like you, you I, tell God your plans and <laughs> it's like a laughing emoji <laughs> just like that, yeah. that's not what I have in store or not the way that you think yeah that ain't gonna happen honey but you just wait it yeah. will turn out better than you ever imagined oh shoot I lost my place in the back okay found it <laughs> okay so the second verse that we have about intention is first Timothy 5 8 well, this is more about family, but it also ties right. in with that intention piece. If anyone does not pr- provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith, and worse, is an unbeliever. Wow, I, I think that's really powerful. But I okay, think Paul really just calling people out there. <laughs> I yeah, I think yeah, it is. It's a it's like wow when I read that. Yeah. Because, but it supports the family, like we talked about, yep. as that unity. It's like, if you can't provide for your relatives, especially people within your house, then that's not loving and serving one another. I mean, that's God's basic principle. God is love. You need to love one another as yourself. You need to serve others. If you're not serving the people you love the most, um, there's kind of a, a false that's a false love, right? If you can't do that first, and then you go on to serve others, and even if you're brilliant with other people, but you can't do it with the ones that, are, that you're closest to, 
there's a break there. There's something that's not working. Yeah. So I also, I very much agree with that. It, I mean, it goes back to the Mother Teresa one where it's like, it's easy to love people far away, but it's not always easy to love the people close to us. But that's what, what needs to come first. It really does, especially as a follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it, says and right it also gives you, like, your foundation, too. I remember learning a relationship, so we talked about how our family is the most influential people in our life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, that's wild. Because it can be a really, really good influence, or it can be a not-so-good influence. Yeah, it can be a really, really bad influence. It can go either way. So you want to put your energies in those relationships. You don't want to kind of follow common culture where everybody kind of does their own thing and lives as an individual. Maybe joining together once in a while for vacations. For maybe dinner. for a holiday dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, we're going on to Corinthians, and this one's kind of fun because we actually found a parent version and a teen version. Yes. Well, they're they're just both different versions of a Bible, but it kind of fit the teen parent narrative better. (laughs) It it does. So, I love it. So, we're reading from Corinthians, and it's 1 Corinthians, and we're reading from chapter 13, and this is verse 5. And this is the classic love. It's the marriage verse. It's been referred to. Uh, love that is way what kind my classes <laughs> yeah do you know love is kind love does not boast love love is patient love is kind does not envy it does not boast yes it goes on so we're reading from that but we have one particular verse that we think really yes. sits with this child parent child relationship mother daughter relationship and so should i do the mom the parents one yeah. first and so yeah i'm reading the version of the bible the niv version and so it says, uh, it, love does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. And so parents, I mean, I, I think this is really important when you're dealing with children. It's like, I think it can be too easy to dishonor them because they're younger, they don't know better, where we can sometimes be disrespectful or talk down to them. And, you know, it can... It, it can be easy to do. And mm-hmm. so I think it's really important in this relationship to honor our children no matter what is happening in that situation. And it's difficult. And it's not self-seeking. And it's not like we're trying to go make ourselves out to be some wonderful person here. Me time. I have to, like, make myself. I don't know. It's not. The relationship isn't for me. It's not to make me look good. I don't have kids, so I can say that I'm a good mom, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. You know, or I need to go out and have some kind of career, so I'm a, like, a working mom. I need to, like, do something worthwhile outside of the home. It's not self-seeking. That's sort of self-seeking. It's not serving your loved ones first. And the next one, which is really hard, and even as we just came into this podcast, it's not, as Jane has said, Mom, I think God's testing you right now. Because <laughs> it says, it's not easily angered. <laughs> Were you angered when I said that? No, but I was getting angered with the pets oh, and the things. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. dog peed on the my, dog did pee. in the house, <laughs> and the cat was locked in my 
closet and the furry children are out of here misbehaving <laughs> it's like i want everybody so i said everybody needs to act like an angel <laughs> furry <laughs> pets and children yes. in my house <laughs> ha 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 then i have to act like an angel so we'll mm, never mind never mind but uh yeah as a parent it's it's so easy to lose your temper lose your cool and get angry and yell and so uh, but that's not unconditional love. I mean, just one verse alone. Isn't this like just a huge chunk of like wisdom? Good parenting it, information. Good, good parenting. Yes. And and last but not least, it keeps no record of wrongs. I mean, even like with spouses or people, right? It's so easy to throw up. Well, you did this last time. I want you to, you know, it's yeah. like blah, 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 blah. It's like, we don't need a record. Just be in the moment. Um, build that trust and faith. So I love this verse. But now, oh boy, she's handing the baton to me. <laughs> yes, we have this exact same verse in a different version, but yeah. it fits. It fits so well, I think, to more of the teen aspect, the child aspect. Yes. So you know, it's kind of funny because I was like, oh, I think I like moms. I, li- I think I like the NIV wording better. But I was looking up this verse in my Bible, which is a English Standard Version, and it talks about. Here's what it says. Starting at chapter, or 1 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Starting at verse 5. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own ways. It is not irritable or resentful. <laughs> Isn't it funny? I just, you know, okay. Teens, as I'm, as I'm, you know, now going to be coming out of my teen era, you know, I'm going to be 20 in a few months. No, <laughs> unbelievable. And unbelievable. It, it, I definitely have had my fair on. share of being rude, and you know, and just saying things or snapping back or just being not super great to my parents. <laughs> it's I so easy to do. Like it's just so easy to kind of backhand your parents because you know they're parents. It's like, oh, whatever. Like I don't want to do what you're telling me to do, or I don't want to. I don't want to be the way that you're saying that I should whatever but yeah very easy to be rude Mm. and it's easy to be arrogant you know think like oh my goodness teens and me I I often can you guys know everything I can yeah I can think (laughs) that I know everything I'm like I'm so much smarter than you as a parent we know you guys tell us you know everything okay okay Jaina (laughs) yeah you've lived 19 years mom's lived more than that (laughs) good answer good answer (laughs) And it's just easy to be arrogant and rude. But then also, as a child, it's and the youngest, too, I'm the youngest, mm-hmm. it can be easy to insist that we do it my way. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, let's just do it my way because whatever. I, I can, when I was younger, I could, like, yell and scream. Now it's more of, like, oh that's weird but <laughs> it, it's like just do it my way I'm the youngest and it typically can favor it be in my favor because I am the youngest but yes. no God wants us to be selfless and put our family first yeah anyway the last one <laughs> I think this is the most teen word out of the thing but irritable oh my goodness what <laughs> me irritable no what are you talking about Get her to bed. Get her to bed. (laughs) I get very irritable. Teens get very irritable. And that's not what God calls us to do. That's not the love that he wants us 
to to love in. That's not even love. Being irritable is not love. Mm. And the last part is resentful. And I think each human, no matter what age you are, can yeah. hold on to stuff and be like, well, you did this. And that's, I'm still angry at you. <laughs> right. But God does, God being perfect love and us being his creation and him wanting to, him wanting us to become more like him. The way that he loves is not resentful. It's not irritable. It's not rude or arrogant or wants it our way. Right. God wants us to put others first. He wants us to put our family first. And he doesn't want us to love our family in a boastful or dishonoring or self-seeking way at all. Or in an arrogant way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And this verse, well, I think it's, I can giggle because I think it fits the teen, but honestly, um, yes, it can fit the adult as well. We can be arrogant and rude and think we know everything because we've been around for so many years. (laughs) They're basically ancient. (laughs) And we are in charge, so we can insist that things go our own way. Yeah. (laughs) Because I said so. Oh, that's the classic, yep. Classic mom, dad, it's uh, words. Uh, and irritable and resentful, hey, we know that can just kind of close in on anybody's life mm-hmm. and thoughts and attitudes. So it does fit for parents as well. But I think it is the two versions were actually kind of fun. It, 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 it is fun. It is fun. And a, and, a great, and a great way, a great, a great reminder and practice to put in place. I mean, yeah. even to just pin this up to say, hey. Yeah, you know, this is how I want to be treating everyone in my family, mm-hmm. right? I want to honor them. I want to serve them. I don't want to be overly upset or angered and take my feelings out on them. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to keep record. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really about our intention, our intention of, you know, loving our family, not being arrogant or rude it takes it takes little steps and little decisions every single second every single day to not make a face at mom to not you know complain or just whatever god wants us to love and have intention to love and put our family first yeah i really like how you said that I really do. It is those little baby steps and those little baby thoughts. And it's like, we're not going to get it perfect any one day. Mm -hmm. But the more we set the attention and the more that we're mindful and respectful. Dude, mindful literally just came into my mind as you were saying that. Yes. The more relationship grows. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think our whole family, right, our intention, it just, everyone is getting better i mean we're enjoying our family more as the years go by oh i would say so 100 percent. and it's not that we're spending less time together because everybody's moved out in a way we're actually all back together and it's kind of fun it's it's, it's ironic (laughs) it's it's very fun it is good it's really good but we're able to meet each other in a more present way intentional way yeah yeah all of us absolutely so so that's the podcast. <laughs> there you have it. Intention. And so build 
those family relationships like Mother Teresa because from that, your entire life will build into more love and yeah. greatness and beauty. I like the way you said that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Did you want to close us out in a prayer? Yes, I would love to. Please join me in prayer. Amen. Dear Lord, I thank you for everyone that you've brought here to listen to this. I thank you for planting seeds of ideas and just giving us a story to tell and using us. Lord, we pray that no matter what we do, that we're just glorifying you and that your message gets out and that what you have in store for us is what we're actually pursuing. Lord, Mm -hmm. I ask that you bring intention into our relationships, all of our relationships, especially our family ones. And I ask that you just continue to bless relationships, bless family relationships and bring gratitude for them into our life. It can be easy to take family for granted, but Lord, just help us to truly appreciate them, to love them the way that you would, and to bring joy into those relationships, that there's not resent resentment of, oh, I have to love them, but true love and deep appreciation for them. Lord, we thank you for all of the beautiful relationships that you have placed in our lives. I ask that you continue to bless them and help them to flourish. Lord, I thank you for bringing all our relationships here today. I ask that you continue to bless them and watch over them. Lord, we love you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer. Thank you for those words. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an honor to share this time with you. If you would like to hear more from us daily, we have reels. We do inspirational reels every day, Jane and I, um, on Instagram. Yeah, at faithfully underscore unapologetic yes (laughs) find us there and we'll see you again in two weeks as we build these family relationships yay and strengthening our identity in christ amen on faith and love jada and kelly bye guys bye thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you are looking for more daily inspiration go follow us on instagram we created an instagram page and it's called faithfully underscore apologetic so go there and give us a follow and a like and comment yep and you'll find inspiration words of wisdom and we're sharing god's love and word in faith and love kelly and jada bye